everyone, welcome back to Agents Unfiltered, where we talk about the do's, the don'ts, and the what the fucks of real estate. Make sure to follow us on social media. We are at Agents Unfiltered on TikTok and Instagram. And let's just take a quick moment to introduce ourselves. I'm Cassie. I'm Allie. And I'm Danielle. Fabulous. I hope that's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> and we are back from vacation this week. Oh, Yay! Yeah. Yes. Cassie's back. Back from the ocean. Which, yes. you know, vacation's never really vacation when you're a real estate agent. Oh, that's true. I worked nonstop. Yes. And parented. Yeah. But I also got to see the beach. So there's that. Ooh, and you hit good weather. You we had such good weather. Good weather. <laughs> and it was yeah. so dead because the Oregon coast has been so awful weather-wise. So they said, like, that there haven't really been any tourists because of the weather. Mm. And then we got the first week. Of like 70, 80 degree weather and sunshine. Oh my gosh. I'm so <laughs> jealous. Nice. It was amazing. Nice. It was amazing. It monsoon when we were there. Yes. So you can't you went a week too early. That was the problem. Oh. So working in a house crowd of with children bouncing off the in walls. the rain. In the rain. And I was like, I wish we were just home. Yeah. That the the one upside was that it was nice out at least. So the kids could be outside while I was you fielding wanted, calls yeah, and work on the beach. And I could work on the beach. Well, sand. I feel like I would ruin my computer if I tried to work on the beach. <laughs> I would like drop my computer upside down. Do it, like face first yes. on the keyboard and just... Yes. And then my computer would be done. But I could sit on the back deck and look at the ocean while too. I worked. That works too. Yeah. So that was nice. And you so, buy a body of water this weekend. That's you all really I do. Yes. You need to find one. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> oh, well, today we're going to chat, dive into the current market. Yes. Right, which is something we don't normally want to talk about because it's ever changing. But I think a lot of people, we have definitely felt a big shift in the market. And so we kind of wanted to chat about what that looks like, mm -hmm. where it's going, because there's a lot of speculation out there. Yeah, yeah. Doom and gloom. A lot of <laughs> doom and gloom. So much doom and gloom. Uh, and it's kind of tough because there's not really um, a lot of agents haven't been in the business a long time and haven't gone through a recession. Mm -hmm. Um, and even if they have, like, I think it triggers a lot for all of us, you know, like the last recession was not fun. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so there's a lot there. Everyone's like the housing market's crashing. So you right. either have agents that are like, no, everything's fine. It's great. Just buy a home. Or you have the people who are like the world's ending. Yes. <laughs> Lock yourselves in your homes, hoard everything. So Danielle, can you explain the difference between the housing, the, the previous housing crash and right now? Because I feel like that was really helpful for me in explaining it to my clients. Yes, totally. So a recession, I think, feel like a lot of it is like we couple the, re the last recession and housing crash together and they did happen together and they were corresponding. They did play into each other. But I think that's probably the biggest issue we're seeing now. So a recession is when GDP is negative or decreasing two quarters in a row, right? So we are technically in a recession at this point as a country. The housing crash last time was on top of that recession. So the difference as to why we're seeing, why we saw the housing crash and the depreciation of prices in housing then compared to now is really based on the lending practices that were in place at that point in time. So back then, I don't know, people may remember hearing about um, stated income loans, which is like, you would just say, I make a hundred thousand a year. And they didn't verify if you made a hundred thousand, you can make 20,000 a year. They have no idea. 
Um, and so there was those, there were those loans, which mm-hmm. then people got in the issue of not being able to afford their, um, homes. And then another one, and there's other loans out there that were more great, but these are the two big ones. The other one was interest only loans where people would get approved only on the interest payment. And then when it came due to pay, cause they were like usually a term of a couple of years or a few years, and then they'd have to refinance into a normal loan and then they couldn't afford it. So it created tons of short sales, tons of foreclosures. All these people couldn't afford their homes. And then on top of that, there were layoffs. And so all of that kept driving pricing down. Mm-hmm. And so now we're not seeing that because those loan practices went away in 2000, right after the recession in 2009, 2010, those loan practices went away. And um, so people who are buying homes now are able to afford them. And we are also um, backlogged on homes because after the recession, builders pulled back. So we, this last decade, we only built like a fifth of the homes as a country that we have the previous seven decades. Interesting. Per decade, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we have this built up need for new homes. And so we still have this um you know, huge amount of people looking for homes that can't find homes. Yes. And we don't have lending practices that got us in trouble in the last recession. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That- That's super helpful. Okay. And another thing that you said that was really helpful is like when people talk about how the market's correcting, mm-hmm. like it hasn't actually corrected, right? Like we're still up more than we were last year, even with things kind of having slowed and not moving as quickly. Yeah. yeah. Pricing hasn't really affected we're seeing price reductions now yeah. because people are panicking because they're not moving as quickly mm-hmm. but yeah we have and even in the recession like the last recession um 0809 our market in spokane only went down like 13 or 15 percent in housing prices yeah well we're up 20 percent year over year for the last three years so if we go down even 20 percent we're like basically just going back a year ago to pricing then you know right. which so, even the pricing a year ago was still high yes yeah so I feel like people panic because they're like, oh my gosh, price reductions, you know, panic or buyers are like, oh, we're just going to sit and wait. Mm-hmm. But so, oh, sorry. It's kind of like that thing where the seller's market, like it's still a seller's market. They just missed like the top notch yes. of the bubble, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which exactly. I think is hard to swallow. It's a hard pull to swallow for a lot it's of people. It's really hard for sellers. But um, I've had quite a few people reach out to me this past week that I didn't think we're looking for homes, but I think just with how things are moving and there being so many rentals and people tired of being like screwed out of their rentals, they're still looking to buy. Like it's shocked me like with certain people that I reached out, but I think the slowing of the market is kind of appealing to people because they're like, okay, if they weren't already looking and then having like a little, you know, burnout or panic with it, now they're like, okay, I'm going to swoop in. Like this is my time. So yeah. I, I do. I mean, I feel like honestly, as an office, we've been really swamped since mm-hmm. the slowdown. Yeah. Um, and it's been interesting too. I was thinking um, a couple other points that I forgot to mention when I was just telling you about that is um, uh, we're seeing the interest rates increase. So yeah. that's part of the slowdown. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they did that on purpose. They raised to reduce inflation, raise interest rates. So we're seeing that. But then that's like buyers now, I think, are feeling that pressure of like, oh gosh, interest rates are going up. So I should probably take advantage of now. Like, you know, I see that a lot right now. Mm -hmm. And they're probably going to keep rising. Yeah. So, you know. Have you seen um, any specific things that lenders have been doing to combat what's happening right now? Because, you know, at the end of the day, they're all trying to, like, 
give the best to their clients and be the best lender to go to. And I know they kind of have to like move with the market. So, I mean, I had a friend tell me about like a double buy down, you know what that is? Like a two point buy down or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how he was explaining it to me last night, but basically they make it so that for the next, like the first year, you're only paying on like 3% interest, then four, then five and six as the years escalate, but it caps at whatever it's at right now. So that seems really helpful, but I'm like, what else can they do? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I feel like buy downs are the big thing. There's definitely yeah. some programs. I know um, some companies have programs where if it's a home that's in a, um, I forget how they qualify it, but like in an area that's like gro- like needing growth, mm-hmm. then they will have special loan programs and like lower interest rates for those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like Cheney's part of that, like a lot of places in Cheney are, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool, but I feel like I'm even kind of seeing those go away though. Cause the company that I knew that did it, they couldn't afford to just keep up with it. Yeah. So that's the problem. As rates keep increasing, they yeah. can't do it at what they were originally going to do that. And lenders are kind of, they're, they're really limited. They used to be able to do a lot more mm-hmm. and now they're much more limited in what they can offer because of all the different laws that were enacted. Yeah. Which they needed the to be enacted. <laughs> I cannot believe any of that was ever legal. It was so common. I can't Take even back. I want to buy a house. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my I gosh. just remember the stated income and I just remember that. at the time I was so young and I was just like, that doesn't really make any sense. But then, you know, you're like, okay, well, lender says it's fine and my clients want to buy a house so so bad one other thing with rate lock with um interest rates is I've had a couple times now where my client's rate wasn't locked yet for whatever reason so I'm trying now to be very on top of asking the lender when is their rate locked and checking in with my clients like for example I had one client who's a first-time home buyer and until they took the first time home buyer class, their rate was not locked. So they ended up going up like a percent or something yeah. because they waited to take the class or, yeah. you know, so just checking in on how long is their rate locked for? If it's not locked yet, what will get it locked? I know I've worked with a lender in the past that won't, they won't lock an FHA rate until after appraisal. Which is crazy. crazy. So just being aware of that. The very end of it. Yes. The last part. The very end. And in this market, that can really affect your interest rate. Yeah. You, could not, you could not qualify. You could not way. qualify. You could get bumped yes. out of being able to qualify yeah. for so that. So just checking in with the lender in the beginning of, is their rate locked? If not, how do we get there? And making sure that your client understands that mm-hmm. because it can affect their ability to purchase. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a hugely important. Ooh, <laughs> it makes me so anxious. Yeah. And I've had that a couple of times recently on transactions I'm working on where I'm like, you think the rate's locked. And then the lender's like, hey, they still haven't gotten me this documentation. I can't lock their rate. It just went up. And you're like, what? And lenders would do a lot of like... In the, when the rates were really low, they yeah. would lock people in before they found a home. Now what I'm finding is most of them will lock them in until they find yes. a home mm-hmm. um, because obviously things are so volatile right now with interest yep. rates. Um, but I think that's an important conversation to have with your clients too because I didn't even think about it. Um, I've had clients who have fallen on contract on homes, um, you know, like for one reason or another, and then they go to mm-hmm. find another one. Well, the interest rates change half a percent by the time they're in the new home, you yes. know, and then they're yeah. getting locked again into a new interest rate. And so... Things to talk about with the buyers, you know, but predictions say they're going to hit 7% by the end of the year. We're at 6 roughly Oof. around 6 right now. Yeah. And 7% is not historically bad, but 
feels like a lot comparably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because our housing prices are so high. Last time we were at 7%, our average housing price in our area was like $190,000 or something. Again. Now we're at four fifty. dollars <laughs> Right? Why wasn't I, I born sooner? Yeah. <laughs> Why weren't you? You were like in high school. How old were you even? Yeah, you're old, Cassie. <laughs> I just think it's like every time. Because we're so close in age. We're so close in age. I'm not that much older than you. <laughs> no, we're like... Pretty close in age. I just started my life You're so much younger. I was crazy. It no, is. it's yeah. because I got married at 18 and had a kid by 20. <laughs> Insane. Well, I'm 28 and I have two cats. So who's really winning? Probably you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like geriatric. My kids are going to be graduated from high school. But I'll be like, I did it. I checked it off my list. We finally got it done. <laughs> I just did it really young. And then my like fun exploring traveling years are going to be in my like 40s because my youngest will graduate when I'm 42. That's crazy. That is wild. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. I know. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Side tangent. (laughs) I went down in my head about something. My little brother, I don't know what his deal is. He's 15. He's like, I just really feel like I want to be an uncle soon. I'm like, oh, well, go find another long lost sister. Like, what? Where is I'm this not the one. From? I'm like, where did this come from? It's so funny. I'm like, not the one. <laughs> he is an uncle. You have two cats. Excuse yeah. him. I know. Rude. I should start sending him pictures and be like, be grateful. Another point with this whole recession thing <laughs> that I wanted to bring up that I was thinking about is um, historically, real estate has actually appreciated during recessions. Like, that's another like misconception because of the last housing crash recession combo. Um, almost, I think there's only a couple other times in our history of the country where, um, housing prices have gone down during a recession. Now they haven't like increased like crazy, but like normal. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's kind of one of those things that if you're going to be in a home and you can afford it and you plan on being there, now might be the sweet spot to get in Mm -hmm. and have not crazy, crazy high interest rates. You know, the housing market has cooled just a little. Mm -hmm. And maybe not competing. I mean, we're still seeing competing in certain parts of our market, but not as much. Not as much. I mean, it's nice because now it's not a total rat race. Like you feel like you, your clients have a chance as long as they play their cards right and just, you know, stick with it. Oh, but that's always it, right? As long as they stick with it. I feel like no matter what market we're in, that's the ending. I have some new buyers who are like, they've been looking for homes for a year and then they reach out to me because they referred to me by someone else. I'm so sorry. That's so long. And it's just going to take a while still. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, we made an offer and they didn't get the last one. Yeah. Still tough. But they're that lower price point. And yeah. It's hard. Yeah. And I say lower and it's like 300. Like, I know. It doesn't seem so low, but it is in our market. And so, yeah, they have to add it in. But I think it's doable. And our, our, our inventory has increased. Like we went from 10 days on market or 10 days of inventory. Mm-hmm. Now we're like 23 or 25 days, which is not that much really, but it feels like a lot yeah. for what we've been used to for the last three years. Yeah. Yeah. So just got to go find daddy Warbucks. They can sell for it. All the housing <laughs> and all the interest rates. Well, we were just talking about that. Like Houses on land in our area yeah, are still selling are still. really well in the 600 range. Well, and now people who are contingent have a shot. Like, yeah. I have a buyer who is closing next week, and she got into a really cool house without competing, contingent on the sale of her home on the west side. Yeah. I feel yeah. like it's such a double-edged sword because 
as long as you have, you know, someone who really knows what they're doing and can really plead their case at their home, yeah, that can really work out. But weren't you saying that one of your clients didn't want to take an offer that was contingent because she was just nervous that it might be a house that sits? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Ah! yeah. <laughs> and it kind of just depends. I mean, I feel like everybody's, every client's going to have their thing that, mm-hmm. you know, especially sellers in this market because they're kind of nervous, especially if their home's not yeah. sitting, but just like not moving as quickly. Mm-hmm. But I think it goes back to why it's important for us as agents to do our job so well. Like right, right now, yes. you have to be adaptable. And there's always a way to um, sell homes in any market. Even during the housing crash, homes were selling. But you have to be adaptable. But that also means, like, really honing in on your skills. Like, Mm -hmm. a few months ago, you didn't really have to know how to price homes well because Mm -hmm. you just throw it on the market. And unless it was, like, ridiculously overpriced, it was going to sell and probably get bid up. Mm -hmm. Now, it's much more, like, crucial to price things accurately and maybe even a little lower yeah. and be able to explain that to your clients. Like a lot mm-hmm. of sellers right now are struggling because they expect their home to get a ton of offers and get a million showings. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the market right now, No, but it doesn't mean they're still not getting a really good price for their home. It's just explaining to them why we need to price it a little bit below market value. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like it's, it's just one of those things of like, this is a perfect market to hone in listing skills. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of intimidating. <laughs> Honestly, like every time I do it, I'm like, Oh God, I'm like, like, I hope I'm doing it right. Like I, obviously it's always been important to check in on pending listings and where they're at, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's so much more crucial. So now. much more crucial mm-hmm. because things are changing just week by yes. week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, I just did a CMA and there were like pending, pending ones in my CMA. And so I called all the agents and it was so funny. Just the differences of like, a couple of them ended up going for 50 grand over ask because it's like houses on land. But then a couple of them ended up going significantly under. <laughs> so there's, it's just kind of hard to even. Yeah. I think part of it depends on like, where did they start out in pricing? Yes. Like I'm noticing mm-hmm. that because yes. the more you see reductions, the less traction they're getting, mm-hmm. you know, then if you yeah. just out the gate, price it really well, yeah. then it seems. And I think another thing that's really important to, to look at in any market, but specifically now is like, what are we competing with? Like what are active mm-hmm. homes out there? Because, um, was it you? No, Kylie, um, wrote an offer on a home in a neighborhood in our, in Cheney and one home that they wrote an offer on, was like at like 400,000 mm-hmm. and it got bid up probably like 430, 440, right? Mm-hmm. Same exact home. Two days later came on the market at 525. I showed that but, house. And now it's that, sitting. It's mm-hmm. sitting. See, okay, you showed that Because that was, I, I saw that one come on at 400. Mm-hmm. And I actually had a client offer below on that one because they were just like trying to shoot their shot. Yeah. But I was like, this one just came on that's identical for like 100 and however much more. That's freaking insane. Yeah. And now they're sitting and now they're yep. reducing, but they're reducing slowly. But that's why it's like, okay, but what are you competing with? You have to see because if your home is similar to any of the other homes on the market, you know, you have to be like, and if you're priced way higher, that's not going to bode well. No, it's not. You know, even if you have things that you think make your home better, unless they're tangible and people can really see it from the listing side of things. Yeah. They're just not going to go look. Mm -hmm. So, and it's tough, but yeah, I think it's important to know who you're. Like who, who are, who's your competition in the market right now? Mm-hmm. Cassie. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's okay. 
fight to the death. Yeah, fight to the death. <laughs> I have a feeling you're gonna beat me this year, but I'm gonna put up a good fight. You know, <laughs> I had a, I had a like, are we tied? I think so. I love that. I was looking at I love it. Night. Not for long. I saw her transaction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not for long. Oh, but see, I'm closing everything. Oh my gosh. Everything of mine is closing right now. I'm like everything needing of to. Mine just closed. Like, yeah. Just. That is the worst. That is my least favorite. We both just like closed our longest one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, we so did. Long. I yeah. just closed my longest transaction. It took a whole, a year and two months Oof. from start to finish. Woof. But it's done. But it's done. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> that was like the most stressful transaction. I think it's going to be a really good summer. I think you I think, yes. are going to continue being super busy. Yes. I don't think there's going to be any issue with that because yeah. just where the market's sitting right now, I think it's going to be great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just have and to honestly, know how to adapt. Yes, just adapt. But like this market right now reminds me of like 2017, 2018, where buyers would, you know, homes would come on there. Sellers were getting pretty good pricing. Um, and then buyers would see, like, maybe you'd have one or two offers on a home, right? Mm -hmm. So your buyer, you might have to, like, make offers on two or three homes, and then you'd end up getting one. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I'm like, I like that market so much. And at yeah. that point, it didn't last very long. And then we shot into the crazy market where buyers yes. made 15 offers before they got home. I feel like we're back yeah. there. I feel like there's a lot of, at least from my experience, like, if I'm working with clients that are maybe a little bit older, what the pattern they're seeing, they're thinking it's getting back into the market where you can offer way under just because that's yes. the pattern they recognize with everything. Yeah. So it's kind of hard because half of you is like, well, no, this is how it works. And half of them, I mean, the other half is them being like, well, I've lived through something like this before. And I'm like, I, what didn't. <laughs> so I mean, you were alive. Yes. You I was in like eighth grade. <laughs> I mean, I was alive, but I wasn't like actively looking at the housing market. I was like, dang. Yeah. Well, and people, I think people who are kind of like haggler's, mm -hmm. this is when they're like, oh, okay, it's going to be a deal. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think this is the market where you're getting a deal. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. you're going to pay fair price or, yeah. you know, it'll be more fair. But I don't think this is like, I'm getting a deal market. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to go back there, really, mm -hmm. unless all of a sudden, but then it's like huge economic decline. Like, unless yeah. you have like a massive economic shift and there's layoffs and people are losing their homes there's no other reason we, why we would see foreclosures and stuff people have to not yeah. be able to pay their home in order for us to have foreclosures hit the market right. mm -hmm. i've been getting asked that a lot lately like have you seen the foreclosures mm -hmm. come in i'm like personally no. no i mean unless i'm missing something i don't see like there have to be layoffs otherwise yeah. people have been approved for loans they can afford Mm -hmm. So there'd have to be a reason why they can't pay their home or, you yeah. know, their mortgage. Yeah. And even then, even if we saw that, it takes on average like 18 months to two years from when a foreclosure process starts to when it's actually foreclosed upon mm -hmm. on average. Yeah. So if we're still, even if that were happening today, we're yeah. probably 18 months from things hitting the market in a foreclosure. Yeah. But people want mm -hmm. that. Like they want the deal. Mm -hmm. I just don't think it's a smart thing to bet on. Right. So. Well, and it's like, there's always a reason why someone is or isn't going to do something. Like when the foreclosures come, it'll be a different thing. Like, oh, well, my finances, because of where we're at in the economy right now, I can't do that. Like there's always going to be like the other side of the coin. Yeah. Like, you'll always find a reason. You'll always, you know, it's just. It's true. It's true. If you, yeah. There's definitely people that find a reason. Mm -hmm. So. 
I'd be really curious in the rest of the country what it looks like. Yeah. To hear from people because mm -hmm. I know I've heard California and like parts of Colorado have definitely seen more of a shift than we've seen here. We've yeah. always kind of been like our ups and downs are less than the major yeah. areas. Which, yeah. about, which when, when my client who's closing on their sale, that's like they were contingent on the sale of their home. I was really worried because their home is on the, on, in the Seattle area that they had to sell and they ended up going under contract really fast over asking. So yeah. I'm curious what's happening in other parts of the country yeah. too, because that's what I'm wondering if it hasn't really quite hit them yet, because I was really nervous that we weren't going to be able to get her home under contract. Yeah. And it was a breeze. Well, also Seattle, because of the major corporations there, like they're, they hire people out of country. I mean, mm -hmm. not just out of country, but like, you know, but their signing bonuses for those people are like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh my gosh. And so then they have these like, and housing allowances and stuff yeah. to put money down. So I don't know. I'd be, I don't know if that market is going to have an issue. I mean, they're all like tech jobs. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. It may not. But then like the people who can't afford move over here. Right, so right. our market isn't really mm -hmm. slowing, you know, no. the migration. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I didn't want to turn into the traffic like over there. As no. long as we can avoid that, I'm okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, let us know how it's going in your part of the country, in your neck of the woods, and we'll see you guys next time. Love you guys. Bye.